Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Week three is upon us, and it's got some highs and some lows, <laughs> but overall... Uh, it's been a tremendous start to the NFL season. We should we do that. To carry it. our success. Kind of a history. histogram of the highs and lows as we go through because it starts it's low. It's a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster it starts, for sure. Yes, I am um, Andy Molitor, and he is the last of the famous international playboys. <laughs> I've had that song in my head all afternoon. No reason whatsoever. And we're going to do some football today. I love it, man. Um, what you know overall like you know morrissey and the death of the queen is that affecting you (laughs) no uh in seriousness um the uh the the general feel so far on i am happy to have an irish co-worker because he was able to explain like that whole dynamic oh sure jesus i'm seeing like these tiktoks i don't think the irish people liked her he he (laughs) kind of walked he walked he walked me through that yeah um okay let me uh, no let me let me ask to the nfl through two through two weeks um is there anything so far that you feel like you have gotten completely blindsided by in the nfl to this point i Yes, we should have seen it coming a little with Cincinnati, just facing the pass rushers that they did and people preparing for what made them successful at the end of the year. I have been wildly surprised at how poor the offenses have been for Denver. I brought that up in the chat. I said, I'd like to look at the average EPA per play of the offenses through two weeks. Yeah. Last year, the year before, and then compare it. I feel like, and totals are down. So, I mean, it's when I go look at it, we're going to see it. There's going to be a bump down compared to last year. But Way overall, down. just uh, a couple of teams, especially like Denver, I expected them to, I don't know what I expected. It's tough with a new coach, uh, but he came from a place that had some fun offensive schemes. I haven't seen that. We weren't high on Matt Canada, but I didn't think it would get this bad. I'm very surprised at how poor that's been and then i don't know maybe maybe wentz um being halfway serviceable yeah Tua, Tua has been a, a nice surprise if you if you like miami mostly just in general like there's been like seven offenses that i've like i'm, I'm downgrading more Everyone, usually yeah. so usually it's kind of like a stasis and it's not exactly it's not a zero-sum game but I feel like in general, on average, if you go through like a four-week sample, I've probably down, I've downgraded as many offenses as I've upgraded. That is not the case in no. these two weeks. I have downgraded two to one at least, it, it, a factor of two as far as how many offenses I've downgraded compared to ones. I've, I mean, name me some offenses you've upgraded. Atlanta, slightly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Jags a little. Jags a little Eagles. I had I had yeah. Eagles. Oh, uh, I was low on Ravens. I've had to upgrade them. Yep, but I can I can name like twelve teams I've had to downgrade. Yeah. It's been it's been uh, as much as we talk about like oh Rod nice league Roger and as they make these rules for offenses, and it's not the rules. It's not the the state of the league. Honestly, it's some of these offensive coordinators. I mean they are 
embarrassing yeah. themselves as they just piss their pants on national TV week in, week out right now. Matt Canada, go hack it. You can go. Everybody who lives yeah. in Seattle, go. This is crazy because we're not that many years removed from totals like creeping up to 51. And the total average points scored through two weeks is less than 43 per game right now, which is paltry. There's been no weather. <laughs> there really is no excuse for this. There's been some there's been some injuries, but not enough to account for this big of a disconnect between scoring and expectation. Um, you know, we came into the season, the average total for a game across the season long stuff from Superbook was 46 and we're averaging 42.8 or something. Um, yeah, it's it's why it's weird. Um I would certainly expect from this point forward, uh, there should be some correction to the good offensively. Maybe, <laughs> like at some point, there's gonna be, things are gonna gel, click, you know, something. Because you know, if you look at the last handful of drafts, there's been a ton of good young offensive players that have entered the league. Not just quarterbacks, but wide receivers, tight ends, linemen, uh, and not a ton of uh, like especially standout players defensively. Micah Parsons is kind of the only guy that comes to mind. Um, so it's, yeah, a lot, you know, this, a lot of the balance should be shifting to good yeah, offense, and we're just not seeing. A lot of defensive backs who they have, you know, high hopes for eventually, and yeah, like a lot of the actual edge rushers, it seems like there hasn't been a guy that popped off. Um, Parsons wasn't really drafted as an edge rusher. Sure, it was uh, odd that that's how it turned out. I mean, honestly, he's all over the field, but yeah, some of the the guys, the true edge rushers that have been drafted, some of the linebackers that have been drafted have not really. I mean. Just think about uh, basically anyone Arizona drafted for like three years hasn't panned out. Yeah. Some of the linebackers we've seen, even up in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I would also – the only explanation that I can entertain at all for why we're seeing what we're seeing uh, because there's been you know similarly a ton of just guys on the injury report, which we don't usually see this early in the season if it's not something serious. Um, I There's a realistic possibility that league-wide – there's more of a sentiment of treating this like an extended preseason still. Yeah, Ben Ben um, Verona in the chat here is kind of pointing it out. A lot of quarterbacks playing. A lot did, yeah. Bupkis in the preseason, yeah. only having three preseason games. And not only that, but um, we've seen it for 15 years. Yeah. The most successful franchise of this millennium has treated the first three or four weeks like a preseason, got things figured out, and then gone on and, you know, made the playoffs won a bunch of super bowls yeah and maybe that's uh maybe that's not what you should be doing it's a copycat league you can't copy everything it's hard to copy that because you can't just copy that and automatically get to play the afc east every year too yeah it's not gonna it's not gonna work if you're in the afc west so i, I would I also it, the but, one uh, other thing that i would like your opinion on uh extended preseason feel is real i think rust all that shit um, but the uh, is there a potentially like the uh, the impact of the cover two shell like the taking away the home runs taking away the deep shots yeah and the forcing everyone to operate within structure within you know kind of a more methodical general vibe about offense and not really seeing because like I, we saw so much of that defense last year I kind of assumed a lot of offensive minds were going to come into this season with some ideas about how to bust that, but we're not seeing that at all. Am I crazy? Yeah, not really. Like uh, <laughs> everybody's just, just running McVay. The, the only way to really beat 
just hot, nasty speed, and not everybody has you know, yeah. reek. I say they have two crazy fast receivers. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see as we go what the good offensive coordinators do to kind of break out of this. But it is always a, you know, I always bring up the wildcat because it was such a microcosm of like how the league actually works because it happened so fast. Like that was like four games, you know, like, hey, here's the wildcat. And oh my God, they fucking they killed us with this. And then, you know, two games later, it's like, well, here's what you solved. It's not, yeah, yeah solved. we solved it. It's yeah. Oh, it turns out he's not. He's not going to throw it. <laughs> Just yeah. go tackle him. Basically, <laughs> yeah, like so. he'll never throw it. You you don't have yeah. to worry about that. Or even RPOs. Like RPOs aren't solved, but no. defenses have adjusted to it. It's always a chess match, and sometimes it just takes longer. It okay. Takes well, longer for one side the, to solve. In the spirit of a chess match, let's break down Thursday night football, where we have two of the grandmasters. I thought you were going to <laughs> That story cannot get enough of that. Holy shit! Um, I'm count me on. I I believe that there is a hundred percent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. There is cheating going on sincerely. Um, no. That let's talk about the Grandmasters, Mitch Trubisky versus Jacoby Brissett in Cleveland in nasty weather on a short week. A Steelers team that has been whose defense has been on the field for. A million, a million minutes in two, <laughs> two through two games, and has suffered mass, massive, meaningful injuries already. Um, this is largely influenced a move in favor of the Browns, in my opinion. This is kind of people still saying that the Steelers' defense has not been properly downgraded in the absence of their most important piece. Uh, this total, on the other hand, is down to 38 and a half, not because the defense is going to expect it to show out here, but because this weather is going to be a factor. We are going to see 15 to 20 mile an hour winds, 35 mile an hour gusts. If there's one stadium in the NFL where wind tends to be you know, accentuated in terms of impact on scoring, it's here. Um, so this is going to be a, a pretty wild, pretty gross one. I haven't made any play on this game. I don't think I'm going to play it until halftime. If then, <laughs> what is your read on the Steelers and the Brownies? I mean, for sure, this total probably deserved to come down without the weather. Just probably because the, the, the offenses. Offense, yeah. yeah, the Steelers' offense is really, really poor. And the Browns have proven, even with their good run game, to be kind of a, a slower plotting offense. It's, yeah, you, you put up a bunch on the Jets, but this is a tougher test, too. Like, I get this total being at 40, and then, yes, it's going to drop. And so the, the stadium doesn't sit, like, east-west, you know, where you'd get the crosswinds. But the winds in Cleveland, you know, if they're coming off the lake, it is sitting like if they're coming off the lake, it's just going to be straight crosswinds which can be nasty if it gets to be. Th- I mean, go back and watch that Raiders-Browns game from a couple years ago. So There's one every be, year. <clears throat> yeah, yeah d- actually don't. Don't go watch it. It's horrible. <laughs> no. horrible. And, you know, instead, go hit the thumbs up button. Um, that would be a much better. That would make me much happier. But, yeah, this total is crazy low. But uh, I'm not betting it over just uh, out of principle or anything. That The wind is high. Mitch Trubisky has proven that – He's not willing to do much risky stuff. I I worry about him, like where his head is at. If he's like, this is my my last chance. I just can't screw it up. Like I, I don't know if he feels because he seems like he's very much not willing to take make risky plays. And I don't know if that's something you know. I've I've lost a job before. I was a backup. I want to be a starter again. And he's just really risk averse now. And 
I, I looked at it and looked at it, and then I watched a little of the last two games, and it's like it might just be Matt Canada's offense. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. it's just this is what they're calling. They're not very well. Creative. The offensive line is so bad that it's not like if you were running the most creative system of all time, it was going to make that much of a difference, yeah. would it? So yeah, it's not creative. They have a bad offensive line. They have a poor quarterback. They their running back is dinged up, and they have. They've been put in the kind of game states where they're not down by a bunch, or even in the in the other in the first game they were leading. You know, it's they're in a game state where slow offense isn't going to be the end of you. So this is going to be horrible. This is a horrible, horrible game. Like we always complain about the Jags Titans Thursday night games. This could eclipse anything we've seen in the the mustard yellow okay. fucking color rush games. I'm not betting this. I lean. I, I hate to lean Browns. But what about the stake? Because it's a, a road divisional yeah. favorite. Like, what world am I betting that? No, but, no, no. It's in Cleveland. But, like, it's in Cleveland. they clearly are a much better team on offense, yeah, yeah. even with Jacoby Brissett. Sure. Like the, this is this is a very good defense in in uh, Cleveland. Granted, it's on the road. Or, excuse me, it's at, it's at yeah, home. Yeah, it's in, it's in Cleveland. So, yeah, it is, it's, yeah. it is in Cleveland. Never mind. Sorry. I'm, I got to I gotta plant a I gotta, I gotta, actually, I'm I gotta plant a seed for halftime for our halftime discussion tomorrow. Um, coming into this season, one of my theses about the Browns was that this was a team that was going to be able to protect the lead. They have an elite pass rush and good secondary, I thought. Yet, Joe Flacco just had them. How did that happen? And does that change the underlying, you know, kind of if this, then this kind of expectation for the Browns? I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to ban Dan from the chat because he stole my joke while I was waiting for you to finish. <laughs> say your thesis is feces. <laughs> but uh, yeah, feces and, and is that, feces. Okay. that is the worst part about that game was um, it was poorly coached. Like I get in the moment, it's so hard to, you know, make things like that happen. Where hey, you need to go down, not score a touchdown, because we can we can just run the clock out. But that you have to be aware of that as a head coach, as an offensive coordinator, as a if you got a guy upstairs who's running analytics, like even him, he should be keeping an eye on these sort of things. Like that needs to be said. We've seen this happen in the past. It's very rare, but. Sometimes scoring is the worst thing you can do. And hit Chunt. We're not doing Chunt again. I forgot about Chunt from last year. But, yeah, they, they <laughs> lost the game. And it, it took a, you know some improbable events. And it took Joe Flacco turning back the clock. I don't think that's going to happen often. Honestly, right now, Joe Flacco looks better than Mitch Trubisky. I don't, I don't see the Steelers doing any of that to this defense. We'll see if they're healthy. There's been a few injuries, and it is a short week. Um, not that uh, God, who's the who's the young passer? No, he's not that young anymore. Garrett, Miles Garrett. No, 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 no. The one that's actually out. Oh, I have it written oh, down here. Jadavian Clowney. Yeah, Jadavian Clowney. Like Clowney's got a shoulder. I'm not even sure that matters. Like he's out already, but Garrett Clowney's had a neck an injury. Yeah. And then they had another backup offensive, or excuse me, defensive lineman that was dinged up. So got lean Browns, but this is a, this is probably a game I kind of want to stay away from. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's keep moving then to Sunday where we have Baltimore versus the Patriots. Do you want to tee this one up? <sighs> Baltimore looked really good on offense at times, right? 
Did we, we, it's funny how we got that thrown back in our face a little. We're, uh, God, where is this one? It's at 43 and a half right now. We got that. We said, Hey, I wonder if Lamar is like not going to run the ball because his agent's telling him mm-hmm. to not yeah. get hurt. That was a good concept, I thought. I mean, it was a good concept. It didn't really stick, but <laughs> he looked very good. I think this defense is shaping up faster than we thought for the Patriots, but it is another one of those teams where I'm just dead set on, hey, I had this offense set pretty low because they didn't have much of an offense, or excuse me, much of a wide receiver room. Uh, they didn't ask much of Mac Jones last year, and then the the just the absolute laugher of what they decided to do at offensive coordinator. So I had them fairly low, but I've actually downgraded them a little more even. So it's yeah. been it's been a tough hang watching this Patriots offense. Essentially they had one and it was a it was a decent throw and it was a good adjustment by Aguilar. Mm-hmm. But that and then their other touchdown was a 10-yard drive on a muff punt. They didn't do, <laughs> they didn't do much on offense in no, that win. No, yes, no, they no. got the win, they got the cover. Uh they did not cover the teaser leg and that game stayed under. That's where I was at with that one. I was in love with uh, how bad those offenses were. You know what? What beat the uh, what beat the Ravens? Hot, nasty speed over the top and a big arm. That's yeah. not what you have with New England. Yeah, I mean Mac Mac doesn't have a bad arm. I don't. I like I, don't, his, I like Mac's arm better for than Tua's. I mean, Tua throws an okay ball, but it's got doesn't have velocity. It's not a home run ball. No, you're still watching Terry stop and come back for them. Yeah, right. right. That, that's the thing. Like even if you have a strong arm, they don't have a you know they don't have a true true deep threat. I guess. So I'm not I'm not terribly worried about them doing much against this offense, but okay, uh, or excuse me, against this defense. I'm I'm just stuck on what the Ravens did and if they'll be able to do this against this defense. And this is another low total and yeah, I mean, well, game too. Not as low as it was. No, see it's, what happened on Monday. Uh, so from Sunday to Monday, this got bet down from 44 to 41, and then back up to 44. And it's sitting at 43 and a half right now. That is a pretty violent up and down uh, for this total to be going on. I would point the total action to the good was probably people who were upgrading Baltimore and who were down uh, offense and downgrading Baltimore's defense, considering secondary injuries. Um, The side has been a push pull on price at three until Today, pictures surfaced and speculation was bubbling about Lamar Jackson's elbow injury from Sunday, and that finally tipped the balance and people got what they want. It's now New England two and a half. Um, It's still very juicy if you want to lay the two and a half with the Baltimore Ravens, which I think is a fair play, but not one I'm like in love with anymore considering how the injuries have developed. I thought this week it was going. The news was going to come in a different direction, and it was going to be more and more positive for the Ravens as the week went on. But this uh, not good. Uh, if Lamar Jackson's elbow is bothering him and he is not getting reps in practice, um, because otherwise, I do think you saw some really positive signs in that game against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, you brought up the key point in my mind, which is speed kills this Ravens defense, and the Patriots do not have it. Um, and I think if the Patriots come in and try to be physical and do the run game and try to get this done the hard way, they're going to have a tough test on their hands because Baltimore uh, still does have some elite, you know, quarterback play at you know if Lamar is a hundred percent, which remains yeah. to be seen. 
That's what's that's what's completely two things have scared me off this. I want to bet the Ravens, and despite what we saw last week, I do believe they're a good team with the lead. Because sure. again, there's there's what yeah. three maybe three teams in the whole league that could muster the kind of offense we saw from Miami and Miami's the worst of the three. I mean, it's probably Kansas City and Buffalo going over the top and yeah. getting nasty with it. I I don't, despite what we saw, I like them as a front runner. If they have a lead, oh yeah, I, I love their offense to just hold on to the ball. Miami did a great job. Like I, I, I don't think it's on so much on the Ravens that loss is really what Miami did. Uh, the coaching, the scheming, and just what they what they adjusted for the second half with that's something we'll have to keep an eye on with that team. But part of the reason we bet Miami was multiple cornerback injuries. And yeah. not everything is – not everything there. It's not like they're, they're all magically healed right now. They're still no. dealing with injuries in the secondary. So that's that's a problem because one of their – you know, a weakness of New England is the passing offense. And if they're going to have an easier time, that's bad. And then also Lamar Jackson didn't even throw the ball today because his arm was in a sleeve and he's maybe injured. In you know, in what world am I – betting on that where your quarterback is maybe hurt and yeah. your secondary is still dinged up. Yeah, not good. Not I, good. Not I can't good. I can't really make a case for the Patriots. Yeah. And also th- there is a angle around a Patriots teaser. Yeah. It's a home teaser. I don't hate it cuz the total's low, but again, uh, I'm pretty nervous if the Patriots are down 10. Yeah, okay. I agree. It's with hard that. for them uh, to get into comeback mode, I think. Jacoby Myers also is a question mark. Uh, you, yeah. you got more pieces potentially missing there. Um, this could be an awful game uh, at the end of the day. Um, final question for you. Who has the coaching advantage? Overall staff Ravens. Yeah. Which is in uh, general not- Harbaugh has had, he's had it. He's had Belichick's number for a while. Yeah, no, Belichick, they, they Bel- did, Belichick they the surely. Staff. Belichick's fastball is so slow right now that we are worried about him going on and getting Tommy John. Like that's that. Those are the stats we're looking at for Belichick's fastball right now. Like he um, may need to just transition <laughs> to a knuckleball pitcher. Yes, he's at that stage in my mind. Um, if Belichick comes out with the all-world game plan and the offense finally wakes the fuck up, then I'll take my loss. But uh, I laid the points with the Ravens. Don't love it. Not my favorite look of the week, but I'm holding on to that one. I'm assuming you laid it before we had the Lamar news today. Minus three plus 100, yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully for your sake and for the league, I hate to see quarterbacks get injured. Yes. Hopefully Lamar is just taking it easy on that arm. Precautionary, hopefully. Um, I'll set the table for the game of the morning. Blow the whistle. Two teams that are undefeated are going head to head in division. It is our beautiful Bills up against the magnificent Miami Dolphins. Got to choose a son here. (laughs) <laughs> These teams have already made me a decent amount of money on the young season. I would, uh, uh, I would like to pick sides, but uh, I will, uh, I will abstain at this time. I don't have an edge on this game. I thought this was going to open up in the four and a half, five and a half range after Monday Night Football. It opened up and got bet out to six and a half. That is a big old number. Uh, you can find some juicy sixes out there, but it's a big number for a road team. Um, if you believe, and, and what's funny, the I think what this game best illustrates, because I'm telling you six is 
reasonably fair. What that illustrates to me that is interesting is that the Dolphins might be the third best team in the AFC. And they are six-point dogs at home to the Buffalo Bills. And that is fair. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Um, I will I have the numbers. Yeah. I have it too big. Oh, oh, Bills on a short week as well. Uh, that, and, and that's in, why in, I think I think if this was yeah. if this was neutral rest and yeah and also so if this was neutral rest in November this is a fair number yeah but it's still early season swamp ass Miami yeah it is still a short week for the Bills this is too big yeah I I should I make this like five and a half maybe even less I'm still not betting them. Yeah, Christopher. It's, again, the, the Bills. The Bills are not a team that, uh, like when they play with a, you know, when they have an eight point lead, they just let's feed Zach Moss. Yeah, uh, they they are just it's the same offense no matter what the game state is. It's wild. It's like they don't know what the score is. Yeah. ever they just run the same, which is probably honestly that's probably best case scenario for any team. Hey, let's just do what we do best all the time. Yeah, and. And I mean, at certain points, what they do best is take Josh Allen out because the score was so hilarious. I don't know if we see a beat down like that, but they are again, they are a front runner team where, oh no, we're down by three scores. You're not getting inside that number now because every touchdown you score, they're going to score like 0.8 touchdowns. It seems like they just go knock for knock when you start getting into comeback mode because they're not just, oh, let's take four minutes off the clock, <laughs> right. get two first downs and punt it okay. back to them. Let's go like, do let's a touchdown drive. Again. Another touchdown drive. Ready to go. So it is, um, if this gets to seven, I might just have to do it. Which is so uh, well, but it's it, seven's too much, right? It is. Yeah, it's too big. Um, Christopher Davis has asked, are the Bills ready for the Miami Heat? Uh, I would make the Bills minus forty-two ish over over the Miami Heat. Yeah, um, Jimmy, Butler, the, although, Jimmy Butler on digs. That's not going to work. <laughs> I mean, they could. That, well, they they would put up a better fight than the Titans, right? Um, yeah, it depends. Depends on uh, I guess if Jimmy is healthy or not. Um, no, realistically, the Heat is going to be a factor, I'm sure. But the weather also is driving this total down. Uh, we we saw a, this. And we got a up. hurricane coming through Bermuda right now. Like, I wonder if you can start getting. It's going to be tropical depression crap. Yeah, yeah, I think you're. You're. I think uh, what I am seeing from the most reliable weather sources says first half should be dry. Second half is going to be a little sloppy. Um, I don't know about the wind necessarily, but yeah. usually with just tropical depressions, winds come with the rain, um, yeah. and the rain tends to be pretty aggressive. And uh, yeah, that so you know it, it may not be as big of a deal the heat because they won't be in the sun, but uh, it could get sloppy, which is p- pushing this total down. Um, I saw this was fifty four and a half at, and the, high, at yeah. the high point. Uh, it's been bet across 53. It doesn't look like it's going to get to 51. 51 is kind of the only key in this range in my mind. Um, team totals. If not it does play. take some stupid money to the under once limits are up now here at this point in the week, yeah, I'm going to monitor the weather closer than I normally would. Because if, yeah. if I can get a clean bill of health on like 51, that's a very good play to the over. Yeah, it is. One other interesting wrinkle. Especially, Buffalo, and again, if it's raining, I don't give yeah. a shit. If it's raining with light wind, 51 will be too low. Yeah. So looking, I'm looking for a seven. I'm looking for a 51 with uh, winds that are reasonable. But for now, if you're if one. you're going to bet this game in game, number one, you need to know what's going on with the weather in the second half. Mm-hmm. Number two, uh, McDaniel 
is running the most innovative stuff going right now. You go look at Dr. Eager's principal components of offense chart. Mm. He stands alone. Everybody else is copying in some way, shape, or form McVay, or they're running uh, 1990s NFL garbage. Um, the Blame Canada. Yeah. <laughs> so McDaniel, you know, last year the Buffalo Bills and Les Frazier defensively had just an absolute A-plus game plan to shut down what Miami wanted to do. Like, they embarrassed them. I think one one game, two got hurt, and it was a Brissett show, but they got shut out, I think. And in the second game, they scored like 11, and that was all Tua. Um, so they had the recipe for how they wanted to stop the old Miami. I don't know that they have enough time on a short week to figure out how to change and rank, you know, d- you know, tweak their defense to defend Miami this week. Uh, and in particular, Les Frazier is not an in-game adjustment guy that I think he does look like pizza. He looks Whoa. like Pizzola, which Good he's not going to for much longer because he's going to get some sun down there in Miami and Pizzola hasn't touched grass in a long time. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, but uh, no, like if, if McDaniel, it's, it's winter in Canada, if McDaniel has a plan that is working against what Les Frazier wants to do defensively, I don't see that stopping in game, right? No, so this and, could, and again, yeah. What what we touched on when we were starting to talk about the Baltimore game, uh, second half adjustments, yeah, it's there. Yeah, he's a he's a smart cookie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so Miami second half blindly, we're not even going to do a show. Kind of, kind of feels like it. Oh, it's not. It's uh, not a primetime game. Never. A sp- <laughs> <laughs> Especially because of the Bills now two games in a row just absolutely murking their opponents in the second half of primetime games. Uh, You're probably going to get a pretty favorable second half Miami price. Let's move on to a game I did bet. And the market is with me at long last. This is my one of my few market winners of the early part of the week. Which Do tell because I bet this game and we did not talk about this game. I laid it with the Bengals. Uh, this is it. This is it. Um, fool's gold. The, the Jets got that win last week. Uh, your, what price you get? I sold five. It's gonna and be a four half. or five. I was gonna say I, I sold, sold the it. five minus I sold it five. To five and a half. I I will tell you what I bet it. Uh, I sold it to five and a half because the dead zone doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. I think they win by. I didn't. Touchdown. I didn't love the price at five and a half. For some reason that the, the the juice wasn't sitting well with my brain, even though it's not a you know it's not an important move. But this is funny. We didn't we haven't talked a ton this week. I'm at five and a half plus one hundred one. Yeah, yeah. I'm at five minus oh five. We both independently okay. bet this. We both sold, and <laughs> I mean, you start. Let's hear why uh, why you're betting against the hottest quarterback, <laughs> Meadowlands on the uh, at home. Yeah, coming off a coming off a crazy win against <laughs> the coldest team, regression, growth. Yeah. Uh, what I mean, now make this just real quick, like seven, seven. Yeah, yeah. That's why. That's why I bet it. That's why I sold it. Um, I, you know, some of the things that have really, really, really given the Bengals a hard time to this point in this year because the Bengals. The Bengals week one loss, I hang entirely on rust. Their week two loss, I think they took their opponent a little lightly, and their opponent came to play. The, the, the Dallas Cowboys, make no mistake, they gave you a 95th 
to 99th percentile effort in that game on Sunday. That was their second home game in a row. Didn't want to go down 0-2, blah, 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 blah. That was a good, good performance by Dallas. Um, Cincinnati is still kind of sleepwalking a little bit, but 0-2 is a great way to wake the fuck up. Uh, and they get a very decent opponent to do that. Um, the Jets, in my opinion, uh, Flacco is not the second coming of uh, you know the the late career surge that we have seen from other quarterbacks in the NFL. I think he is he is who he thinks he is, and uh, he had he had a great game on Sunday. Congratulations! I think the next games and the next game that we see him before Wilson comes back are probably bet against spots. Um, a lot of those young players, you know, feeling themselves after a big comeback win against the Browns, uh, can't can't expect them to come back with the same focus in terms of preparation this week. Uh, meanwhile, the Bengals in general, there are easy, easy, straightforward things for them to fix. And if they don't get it fixed, then um, last time I bet these guys for a while. Um, in general, Zach Taylor is the root of most of the problems that I see with the Bengals, but Joe Burrow deserves a ton of the blame. He is holding onto the ball for far, 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 far too long. The Jets off the D line in general, their pass rush in general doesn't scare me as much as what Micah Parsons brought to the table, as much as what TJ Watt brought to the table. If the Jets somehow sign the ghost of TJ Watt, uh, then I will change my opinion. But I don't think the pass rush is going to be as disruptive in this game. Uh, and the biggest mismatch of all, Jamar Chase that wide receiver core against the Jets secondary that can be beat the fuck up. The Jets secondary has not been tested this year. You've seen them face Baltimore and you've seen them face Cleveland. You know what those two teams lack anyone outs in, in terms of, uh, you know, depth at the, you know, um, receiver targeting, uh, who has quality. Uh, and so the fact that the Bengals are bringing in, uh, some dynamic weapons in the passing game, I think is going to be the differentiating factor here. I think they win with margin. Yeah. I mean, you, you've said most of what my argument is. I bet this as well. And really, uh, the biggest thing was, yeah, we, we saw TJ Watt and the rest of that, you know, that front seven. That's tough. And it wasn't all just the offensive line. He ran into some sacks. He held the ball too long. Joe Burrow has to know this. He's a smart cat. He's made adjustments before, but that is a, that's a nasty little three, four. Yeah. Cameron Hayward too. Like that. Maybe he doesn't get enough. Maybe he will now because of, uh, you know, the fact that he is, he's the guy, but same thing with Dallas. You got a bunch of decent players up front and then he got Micah Parsons anchoring the whole thing. And that's scary. And now we run into a Jets team who is 29th or 30th, I can't remember, in the league in pass, ra pass rush win rate, just individually. So you're going from some top, like your, your main weakness is your offensive line and your quarterback running into sacks. Now you're going against a pass rush that is bottom three in the league at win rate up front. You're going up against a secondary who can absolutely be beat. You have a really good one, two, three at wide receiver and you know, what's wrong and you're in, you know, this is not, this is really qualitative, but it happens. Like this is the same in the NBA. And we joke about this in the NBA chat. Like, well, they Can't don't want to go three. They don't want to go down. Oh, <laughs> two, but you do see teams play differently when they are down. Oh, two in a, in a, you know, in a playoff series, the rotations are different. It They're going to be forces you. It forces you. Yeah. To use something in your, you have to, you have to self scout. Well, it's and it's yeah. almost like the thing we talk about with uh, these teams that have been good for a year or two, really good, like gone to the playoffs, gone to the Super Bowl. We say like, hey, do they not want to put everything on film? 
because they know, like, I'm going to be a top three seed. I might see this team again in the playoffs. We don't need to put it all on film. We don't need to leave it all out there. It's the opposite of that. You can't fucking worry about that when you're 0-2. You're, you're bringing the good playbook, and this offense should be just fine against the Jets. And yeah, I laid the five here. I'm, uh, I'm excited for this team to get back on, back yeah. on the right track. Yeah, and again, it's yeah. not a scary unless Mark Gastineau yeah. walks through that door. God, he's got to be 55 at this point. Is he even alive? How old's that guy? That's the uh, only name me another good Jets pass rusher. Oh, uh, Wilkerson played there a couple years, didn't he? Bart, Bart Scott was okay. Bart Scott, there you go. Thank you. Yeah, yeah can't no wait. Problem. No problem. No problem. Mark Gasno is a real throwback. People, most of the people listening probably don't even know who that is. Go, Go look, look him up. Mark, he was Mark Gasno. Very good. Um, he was he was sort of the poster child for. I guess we should start drug testing in the NFL. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or just go watch go watch the program. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, Latt- yeah. It's exactly. That's it. It's Lattimore. It's Lattimore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, Orleans, let's move on Carolina. to New Orleans. John Abraham, good call. Couldn't couldn't. Uh, couldn't make a play here. Um, we have a Saints minus three right now. You had a feeling that the market was ready to dump all existing stock in the Panthers after that sad state of affairs performance last week against the sad state of affairs Giants. Not even being able to really get to 20 points in that game was pathetic. Uh, and so seeing a two and a half earlier this week, even with the injury question oh, swirling, was it was so like, close. I mean, it's going to go to three. Should we just play it? Eh, fuck it. Fuck the Saints. Fuck the Panthers. Fuck this game. I'm still um, close to betting this. And again, if, if I get good Kamara news, if I see Jameis' full go at practice, his back's feeling fine, if I see a few other things um, trending the right way, and it's still a reasonable three, I'm going to think about this. Yeah. Because the, the only things that you could possibly – I could see this sad sack of offense doing is yeah, Christian McCaffrey's good, but I would just if I'm the Saints defense, and it's a good defense, it held you know it's a different kind of Tampa offense, but it still held them scoreless for two and a half quarters. It was really playing mm-hmm. well, giving the offense every chance to get in that game. That just hey, we're a really good defense, but the other team is better than us at defense. This sucks. So we can't score. Yeah. They, they really, it is a really good defense against a shitty offense. I would just absolutely game plan to try to take away Christian McCaffrey to you know mitigate him. You can never take him away. He's one of the best players in the league, but mitigate the damage he does and say, Baker Mayfield beat me over the top on the outside, beat me deep on the outside with these receivers. Have fun with that. Cause he's not going to, I think if the saints offense is healthy and fine, they win this game. Uh, by more than three, even you know, on the road here in a divisional game. Out again. This this was the game I was alluding to when I. This has been in my head for two days. Betting a divisional favorite on the road with injuries. That's why I don't have it in my card yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm close. I just haven't done it yet. I am a little. I mean, I think you could probably ask a lot of sharp people who watch that Saints Bucks game and get opinions all over the place. I can't yeah. look at it objectively because I had Bucks in that one. Because everything that went Should wrong for the second half too. I went everything that went wrong for the Bucks in that game. I was literally like, "They should be up fucking ten. What is going on here? This is bullshit." And yeah, you know, and I mean, you, th- they, those both you know, things the, can yeah. be true though. Yeah, the yeah, Bucks yeah, were the yeah. clearly the better yeah. team, but the yeah, Saints yeah. defense did play well. 
Yeah, right, right. Yes, they did. Uh, and it, and they, they have talented players. Uh, I thought they certainly, you know what? They certainly played a lot better than they played against the Falcons. I'll tell you that much. Uh, there was like, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not the defense that I signed up to, to yeah. be anything involved in the betting market before the season. So the secondary's lived up. It, the secondary's lived well, up. Lat- Lattimore is. Lattimore is fucking awesome. And if Lattimore yeah. take, if he wipes DJ Moore off the face of this game, then Panthers aren't getting to 20 points. And as we know, what Matt Rule team is not getting to, you know, they're, they're not defending 20 points in this game. So it's Saints probably win. It's just a matter of by how much at that point, if it's down three, that seems about right to me. Total of 40 and a half, super, super freaking low, uh, which is the theme of the totals on the board this week. Um, you know, we're going to probably look back in a little bit of regret that we didn't take some of these overs with these super low totals because offenses should start clicking eventually. Regression to the good in red zone efficiency eventually. Um, but uh, can't play this over with the Panthers right now. This uh, the, the Ben McAdoo offense, the Baker yeah. Mayfield incompetence, uh, the Matt Rule uh, lame duckness. Everything about this Panthers situation is a problem. Um, I would, I wouldn't be upset if the Panthers won and we give Matt rule till the end of the season instead of firing a mid season. Cause uh, I don't have any Matt rule first coach fired bets in my queue. Um, it's like two to one right now too. How can you bet that? So, one? so, 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 yeah. Low. I mean, just the, the Davenports and the what is Jordan Cameron Tuttle need to need to see more up front. Honestly, I, I feel like I'm going to have to look up what we have for actual stats. Just, I test it feels like the run defense has been okay, but it's not like they didn't get after Brady a lot. And I know maybe yeah, that, they, that was, that was a little the week in the offensive line. I know, but that was a little bit of an, uh, that was a little bit of a mind fuck too. Despite having a decent depth of target, you were, n- nobody was going to get pressure on Brady in that game. He was going to make every single pass rush in the league look bad. Go look at how fast they got the ball out on average. Like they they just decided to take away the New Orleans pass rush. Bing, it's bing, a bing, good the Tampa Bay is a well coached, well thought out, schemed, good team with great players and good coaches. That's they took away the pass rush by just saying we're we're a fastball out offense. So it doesn't matter what you throw at us. And it worked. Um, like somebody mentioned, yeah, they they did drive in the first half. They just had some turnovers and uh everything I just said nice about Tampa Bay is the you know, antithetical to Carolina. They're not well coached. They don't have good veteran quarterback play. Like, is this? If- uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, here's a fun question for you about this game, since I don't have anything positive to add or anything interesting really to talk about. Uh, is this the lowest power ranked divisional rivalry in all football, or is it like Titans Jags? <laughs> Right. Uh, it's got, it's got to be like Texans Jags, right? Texans Jags, that one's pretty low. Yeah, is this the lowest divisional rivalry in the NFC? Probably, right? This is the lowest power ranked division. Yeah, like rivalry honestly, at, at at any given point in the last twenty years, the whole NFC East, they've all had really good teams. NFC I mean, East, you have to go a little good. further all back those, for Washington. All of those are good. For, yeah, and, yeah. And all those are those historical are rivalries. Yeah, historical. The NFC North, a lot of historical rivalries. Bears Packers is one of the best ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, the NFC West, uh, you have, have right all they four have recently of, all awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think Seattle. It's funny how we talk about the Seattle Super Bowl. Seattle might be the team that's had the longest Super Bowl appearance drought. 
When nah, was Arizona's, Arizona's a little was longer. 10? Yeah, Arizona's was a little before 08? theirs. Was there 08? Ah, the, the Steelers game. 10, yeah. yeah that, 10, was, that was like yeah, 10 or 11. 11 yeah. And Seattle was 13. All those teams have been Super Bowl teams. Yeah, yeah the, the NFC South. Atlanta went it's to just, the Super Bowl. Atlanta went to Tampa Bay. Oh, won recently. Saints have won recently. It's Saints Panthers. <laughs> Dan's <laughs> showing us his art again. This is this is the uh, this is the lowest power ranked divisional rivalry in all of the NFC. I've decided. Let's move on <laughs> to a, a a decent NFC divisional rivalry. You know what? This is and the Lions haven't been good for some time, but there's still been some fun um, Lions Vikings uh, Thanksgiving games. There's been some good uh, good games over the years, and the Lions have turned into a fun team. They're a fun offense. They have some young pieces all over the field. They turned into absolute garbage time monsters week one, and then they actually got it done in week two. They looked unstoppable in the first half. I was actually getting crazy mad at Washington yeah. because that's not how I handicapped that game. I handicapped it as a back-and-forth game, or my, my, my two game states most likely was back-and-forth game, Washington gets out to a lead. Detroit does the comeback thing again, and then 10 miles of shit, and then Detroit leads <laughs> by like 20 points at half in a shutout. That was not what I thought was going to happen. We still uh-huh. got the over quite easily, but I don't know if it was anything that Detroit did defensively. Washington just kind of looked lost and inept and sleepwalking a little in the first half. They really stepped it up in the second half. This Detroit defense is not good. Like it can absolutely be shredded. Bottom five. Right. Yeah, it's bottom five. Minnesota, this was always a buy low spot for Minnesota. I still didn't do it. Uh, Your your only good secondary piece is in concussion protocol. Cousins Cousins is in a spot where he's throwing horrible balls at time. I don't fully buy into the primetime thing. It just, you know what? A lot of those primetime games were against good teams. It's not Kirk Cousins in primetime. It's Kirk Cousins against teams with a pulse. So maybe this isn't a team with a pulse, but you know what? You know what makes the pulse? The heart. This team's got heart. <laughs> so I, I don't know. what what it, I make this game. I make this game like six, six and a half. So yeah, I'm at, I'm at six and a half as well. Um, I'm not going to bet it though. I just, I, I don't, I, I, I don't either. trust. And I don't trust what we've seen of Kevin O'Connell yet. Yeah. He has just, he's, He's not. He's not been exciting for anybody so here. Who was I will tell you the reason. I'll tell you the reason. A lot of run. A lot of first yeah. down runs, buddy. I'll tell you the reason why I passed, and it's pretty straightforward, actually. Um, the Viking. This was. This is a Vikings or pass game. Make no mistake. Or the coming, over on Sunday. Congrats to anyone who took that fifty-one. You got a good number. Yeah, you got a great number. Good job. Good job by you. Um, the last. The look ahead was seven. That was a little rich in my mind because it was influenced by how amazing the Vikings did in week one against the uh, Packers. Um, and the Packer, the uh, the Lions get an unexpected win. The Vikings look like dog shit in primetime. It reopens under, under a six. Uh, so this is Vikings or pass. I ultimately pass because I think I kind of agree with you that Kevin O'Connell is trying to operate in a game state where they get a lead and then put the game away like they did against the Packers. I feel like that's what he wants the game arc to look like but the lions offense is frisky enough in comeback mode that i the back door is wide fucking open like wide open and there is kind of a bump in the distribution of outcomes where the vikings just win this by three just like the eagles did against the lions 
right? Like there's a big kind of real possibility that that's how this goes. And whether that's the Vikings winning by three because they have to close the door on the Lions or the Lions close a double digit gap and, you know, get within three, uh, you know, couldn't tell you either way. But um, yeah, the golf back door. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. He he gets it. Uh, it's uh, it's very. It's always going to keep me from laying a big price against these guys, even though their defense is fucking awful. <laughs> it's so bad. I, honestly, I don't I understand both, why it's both so bad. Defenses have been pretty bad, and the highlight of Minnesota's defense is you have two good bookend pass rushers, but that's the best part about Detroit is their offensive line is good. So Detroit is able to probably take away the only good part of the Minnesota defense. Detroit scores this game. This this over, maybe I, I regret it. I regret not betting this. I think probably we're going to get a live shot on it. We're going to get a live shot on it, I think. I, I wouldn't be surprised. And that, that's this. one of those things, too. If if this game is rolling like that, and it's, say, yeah. it's like say it's like 21-17 at half, I'm still you know, just like, Oh, we had a lot of points. I'm still be like, I'll take an over 28. Let's half. put, I don't, uh, I don't, it's not going to ultimately win, but for the secret uh, pod play, let's put Vikings team total mm-hmm. over in the consideration pile. Okay. How's that sound? Pin in it. Put a pin in that. <laughs> let's move on to KC at Indy. Ultimately where I think the secret Todd pod team total play is coming from. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, then, and real quick too, Dr. Avatar yeah. brings up not the greatest of, uh, injury reports coming out of the motor city. Yeah. Some of it was just rest. I think Swift is fine, but there was a few other pieces that were, uh, they've, they've, they've been dinking around with their injury report all season already. Three weeks in a row. It's been dink, dink, dinky dink. UNLV. I'm putting this guy on the board just because he's on Twitch. We don't get a lot in the Twitch crowd. Yeah. UNLV 94. Go running rubs. I love it, man. I got a gopher shirt today. I love it. Um, all right. Uh, Oh yeah, Indy KC. Our, our our guy, our guy, Aiden Hutchinson, gonna play. I think, I think so. Okay. It was a, hey, that was, and that's the weirdest part. It was like, oh, it's just a Charlie horse. Ah, he's missing practice though. Okay. That is the <laughs> longest Charlie horse. Game. Call Guinness. Call the Guinness folks. Yeah, it seems like they're giving him some force time off. World uh, smelliest Chiefs. tumor. <laughs> Chiefs at Colts. Uh, this one is against me. I'm on Chiefs in this one. Uh, my handicap is not especially complicated. Pat Mahomes is playing against a Gus Bradley defense. Got anything to add? <laughs> yeah, it's a Gus Bradley defense. But if this got out, I, I said this. I said if this got out to seven, I'd really, really have to take a look, good hard look at the Colts and probably bet it. And I would hate myself. But it's it's too much at home for a team if we want to anchor it to last year's, you know, last year's priors. And where this team should be, and that in that in that scenario, I don't think you get both things. It's like this number gets out to seven, and then Pittman and Leonard both play. Like those two things aren't both happening. So yeah. I have a small position on the Chiefs early. I think at six, six and a half. I thought we were gonna get some seven and seven and a half, and I I, I wanted to honestly middle. Let me ask I'm, you I'm, about I'm your decision making. Let me ask you about your decision making at zero and two. I mean, see, we're oh, oh, one and one. one at oh, one and one. Colts really playing for a cover here. Points matter for this team now in this state. 
No, but no one is ever playing for a cover, you know. Everyone they're playing for the win. Like they're they're gonna go down tooth and nail. And seven is too many. It was just gonna be a math play. Like that's okay. way too fucking point, way too fucking many points for I mean, even if you downgrade the piss out of this team, how are we getting them to be nine points worse on a neutral, you know, indoor stadium at home uh, against a Chiefs team who has it's not this explosive offense we saw. And really, week one was a bit of an aberration. Like that Cardinals defense is horrid, and it was missing extra pieces. Like goddamn, you know anybody would have gunned down there, really, really raked on them. Yeah. So, um, I, right. I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to sit on a small Chiefs position. I'm not happy about it. All of the market, number. all of the market movement on this Chiefs coming down to five and a half, total going up to fifty and a half. By, by the way, once Pittman gets ruled in, which the market is telling you it's coming. That Pittman is going to play. Once he gets ruled in, this goes over 51, I think. So I over 15 and a half is still a plus EV play in my mind. I bet some over in this one when the when the when the the wind started swirling. Uh key of 51 matters, I think, a little yep. bit. Uh, although again, Pat Mahomes against Gus Bradley, 42 points is in play. It always here's is. An in- here's an interesting one. I kind of hate this a little with the higher total, but it is in this weird secondary teaser zone where 10 has become uh, higher totaled games and games in general, modern games, let's call them. 10 has become so much more key, so much more modal. Not the worst teaser leg if you're looking to just throw a bunch of teasers together. Uh, okay. Good, so good. Uh, I'm, I was just murder this guy's name. Akshesh. Yeah. Just sounds like I'm saying excess poorly. Yeah. But this is a spot where the values on India and the sharper bets is KC. Uh, This is, is, you know, this is, this is the bet. This is the spot, in my opinion, where uh, the points are dead. Chiefs cover with margin or the Colts show the fuck up and win. (laughs) Like, like, there's no, No, the in between, the in between just doesn't feel. It just doesn't feel like it's in the cards. Uh, One of my favorite 80s bands, yeah. too. In I, Shesh. I would never advocate doing both of those things because you're stupid if you say that. <laughs> but it still is like, if you like yeah. the Colts in this one, I don't know. I think you swing for the higher. Yeah, you get, swing, swing, higher. swing hard. You swing yeah. harder. Take it um, straight up. Yeah, okay. So Chiefs team total over secret pub play, putting put it in consideration. Like what is the cause it because because it matters Shaq Leonard matters. He matters. This Colts defense has been awful. Pittman matters more. It seems Pittman matters more. <laughs> but the but the Colts defense has been awful so far. And Some then, of that this is, is half the reason we bet this yes, at six and a half was Andy Reid has extra time extra to prepare, time to prepare yeah. against it. A defense that's <laughs> looked kind of rough. So yeah. I yeah. And I yeah, M. Staley. M. Yeah. Stanley, who's the yeah. bad guy in Street Fighter? M. Bison, different guy. Um, yeah, the Elf. Zero and one with the Elf. We we'll get oh, to Cleveland. Uh-oh. Let's move on. Let's move um, on to Las Vegas at Tenny Tenny. I just Tennessee. want to answer Stanley's uh, Stanley's question. Uh, if you if you grow your hair longer and it has any kind of waviness or curl to it, uh, it's a ten hair care miracle product. Is the uh, is the best shampoo in the universe, and uh, it will do it will do miracles for you. Anything. Not a paid advertisement. Anything with tea tree oil. Honestly, if I if my shampoo doesn't smell like mint, I'm not having a good time. Love the smell of mint. It's you know how everything's like you know amplified in the shower. Like the worst place in the world to fart is in the shower. <laughs> I don't know that. It, I don't know. It, that, it really uh, it's worse than an okay. elevator. It comes back okay. at tenfold. Oh, wow. 
Same right. thing. Same thing with that uh, good, good tea tree and mint oil. All right. All right. Let's uh let's hit Las Vegas at Tennessee. Las Vegas, Las Vegas. The Raiders. This is someone's O has got to go. Neither of these teams has a win yet. The Raiders shoulda, woulda, coulda. Probably twice. They looked like bumbling, stumbling idiots against the Chargers, and there were openings in that game for them to compete. The Titans, on the other hand, probably very deserving of this record. We joked, maybe not even joked, we talked in the preseason and the the, uh, lead-up to the season, our preview for Tennessee. We mentioned this team, amongst other teams, where we said, we're putting them in the category of, is this team sabotaging their quarterback by putting this roster together. And granted, they got a pretty good trade for AJ Brown. Like they got a good offer. It's hard to turn that down, but they didn't really do much to backfill. And to their credit, the draft pick has worked out well. Burks is good. Are we dictures in the sour? Um, I'm laughing about the graphic idea of you about the farting in the shower graphic. What team is Andy talking about? (laughs) What team team were we talking about? (laughs) Um, Either either way, um, this offense, Derrick Henry might be at the point where it is starting to finally catch up. Uh, Burks is good, but Tannehill hasn't been. And now you have a missing left tackle. And he's one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league over the past couple of years. Crosby, etc. Luan done. Yeah, the I don't know if he's done, 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 but it it seems like it's very much leaning that way. And yeah, this is a uh, Andy bet the Raiders here. Ooh, another road uh, small road favorite. I took I took him. Not a big position, but this is a bet I made. I lean that way also, but I didn't bet the game. Can you talk me into this? Seems like a good position. Um, I think Fulton still dinged up, possibly missing. Yeah. Uh, it's not they just we, put they just put another their 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 cornerback depth on IR. They, yep. They're signing guys off the street who so yeah the, should not be in the NFL. The injuries at the cornerback. Um, pass rush has been really dinged up. Like we lost. We lost a piece Land before the season Bud started. Dupree Bud hurt. Dupree has been dinged up. So they had three really good pass rushers. One's gone for the season. Sure and uh, Bud Dupree has been dinged up. Their secondary is absolutely beat up. We haven't talked a lot about Devontae Adams yet, but he's been fine. He's fine. And, and I think they're absolutely going to be able to expose this defense. I think this Raiders offense is going to look good. And then, yeah, if Lawan's out, they have the pass rushers to get after a bad offense, honestly. This could be one-way traffic. This could be a um, kind of a shakeup near the top where if if uh, the Panthers don't fire their coach, he's going to get company near the top of the first coach fired talk as the Titans devolve into this team or are they ever going to win a game? No. No. This is the same take, Tank, man. They they're eyes wide open. Tank. They are eyes wide open about. I don't know how. I here. don't know about this front office though. Like, how do you appease? You still got to appease the fan base. Sometimes you just fire a coach to make the fans happy. No, you appease the fan base by benching the quarterback and hanging around his neck. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe you get rid of a coordinator. 
Yeah, that's not the worst idea anyway. They needed a good offensive mind. But no, you bench Tanny at some point here when they're two and ten or whatever. We've laid all this out in the previous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, still, I think the Raiders you, you, is a good look. You can do multiple yeah. paths to appeasement. It can, I think be, the a, it can be a multi-level appeasement. Oh, yeah. we got rid of the quarterback. We got rid of the yeah. OC. We're going to fire yeah. the coach eventually. Yeah, this is a buy low on the Raiders, and this is a Titans secret tank going as planned. Yeah, that like last week was whatever that's whatever like that's fine lose that game but week one was sad honestly yeah. this team has been very sad on offense and i like burke so ah, and they were a, they were a field goal attempt at the end of that game away from winning too which is yeah. you know, kicker that's, not, bonus that's nothing to that write pick, home yeah. about guys so they're gonna have an amazing pick next year sell sell low on tennessee <laughs> <laughs> like luna that's funny yeah this is <laughs> Yeah, all right, so, let's uh let's do an ad read and then let's talk about some more games. How about that? Oh, look, look, you're reminding me to do an ad read as No House Advantage brings you this podcast today. Play and pick them contests versus other people for the shadow winning 250k plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can do NBA, NFL, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code BETSPERTS at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the app store to get your first deposit match yeah and if you want your ad read to be as perfectly superlatively outstanding as that by all means reach out to us if you're yeah if you're it's a 10 miracle uh hair care product and you want to have a whiskey a hair care product yeah a vape cartridge yeah we'll we'll read it a vape cartridge i will (laughs) i only use maximum poison vapes or whatever that yeah. <laughs> whatever king, that king venom vape cartridge venom vape thank you <laughs> thank not you. a real product by the way no it's not a real show product. but um, no do uh yeah. if you do want to support the show go check it out it is uh a fun dfs app that you can download for free on your phone and uh anything else yeah, go retweet go follow at at deep dive pod on twitter go retweet the tweet that just says week three is live Go hit that. I want 10 of you to go retweet that. Hit some thumbs up in the chat. Follow us on this YouTube channel. Subscribe. That helps. It's all great. This is free. We love you guys. The chat's been awesome always. But, yeah, any support would be greatly appreciated. And we'll move on to the last seven games of can the golf chat buy an ad spot? I know. I like the – yeah, no. Ryan Tannehill, he's a fart in the shower. (laughs) There's no denying it. The 2022 Ryan Tannehill campaign is a shower fart. I think we can all agree on that. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Let's move on. (laughs) Uh, Philly, Washington. Sneaky fun game. Yeah, it is. Really fun one. I I want your take on the Washington offense right now. Live motherfuckers. And it's kind of a live motherfuckers. <laughs> and I yeah. bet this, I bet this over 47, just I right like off it. the bat, hands up. I like it. I don't, I don't believe that the Eagles defense was that good. They did let Minnesota drive several times. And yes, it was, some of it was low win probability situations, mm-hmm. but Minnesota drove and then Minnesota turned the ball over because Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins peed his pants classic the commanders it yep. still wins and maybe wins throws a touchdown to the wrong team that's good for this too yeah uh, maybe he does a left-handed safety but i i really don't know how i have this total below 49 i make this total 49 i did take an over 47 at uh looks like i got it at bookmaker nope low vig minus 105 yesterday 
I think this is playable at 47 and a half, 48. Yeah. And there's 47s out there still if you want to shop, if you like it too. It is a squirrely ass offense. Their defense, bit of a liability, especially for a team like the Eagles, where I don't think yeah. their pass rush is going to get home a ton. Also, and when it does, it's going to cause it's going to cause them headaches. I wouldn't want to be flushing Hurts out of the pocket. He is nasty no, with the no. ball in his hands. No, this is um, com- this is Commanders or pass. This is over or pass. Um, no doubt in my mind. Um, again, oh man, Exesh is bringing up some freaking heat today. Uh, I agree with his point. Yeah, I was going here. The Wentz's deep ball is is solid. It's, it's good. Kind of, it's kind it's of fun. Good. It's solid. And, and, the, and they have and he's another got team that has a fun that can, rookie. They, they have receivers that are li- like legit and they can make those plays. And as good as you know, the, the Eagles secondary shored up some weaknesses this season with the Br- Bradbury and you know, adding Bradbury to Slay. But to me, that's still a unit that is great at covering the short stuff and can right be, but can be burned. I think that Eagles unit can be burned absolutely. And this is going to be the first time that they are truly tested with an arm that can make that deep pass. Um, and I like your look, looks points you know, out a good point too. I wasn't going to say it as eloquently as this, but a soft zone is not going to be what keeps the Eagles out of the end zone. I think, Mm -hmm. I think the Eagles score quite a few here. It's just, it's going to be tough to keep the commanders out of the back door. Because like you said, it is a, as much as we've shat on Wentz, it's still a big arm. He still has the receivers. He has a couple Philly of backs. Has, Philly has the best offensive line. Uh, Philly's wide receivers match up well against the secondary. Yeah, there's going to be points in this one. Um, and there's going to be, I think there's going to be points in both halves. Usually you kind of pass on an over with an Eagles game. At least I do. I tend to pass on those because... The, you have a scoreless second you half. You have a scoreless second half where they take the air out of the ball. Um, but... Commanders are going to be taking shots if they're down, and Everybody. Eagles. I think that like the over doesn't hit here if the Eagles just get caught up reading their press clippings all week and their offense doesn't show up for whatever reason. But that this Commanders defense stinks, so um, I think this is going over. I agree. I think it's ultimately a closer game. So this is. I just wish Wins had some motivation in this game. <laughs> oh, you know who else is motivated? Jalen Hurts. He's returning to the scene of the attempted murder where Dan Snyder tried to murder him with the uh, uh, with the um, uh, the, 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 the stadium. The tried to kill him. Yeah, the stadium, yeah. stadium. Yeah, he, he the stadium the became stadium sentient. To try to kill. Yeah, the, I, much no, like uh, dude, that no, no, Christine. No. Dan Snyder or... in his evil lair was pressing the button yeah. that that he was trying to kill Hertz because he is, uh, he's they a jealous, angry, it back angry together little man. Washington. Yeah. Yeah, a, an absolute beautiful <laughs> allegory for our government in action. They just zip tied it back together. They zip tied it. Yeah, it was good. Uh, let's move on. We agree on that one. Houston at Chicago. No opinion. <laughs> I wish I had four hands so I could give these uh, teams four thumbs. Rather up. than break this game down because I have no opinion, uh, I laugh. At they, somebody's going to try to sell this game as a Lovey Smith revenge returning to Chicago. Blah blah blah. Um, I will get a team. I, I will make this. I will ask you this question rather than talk about this game. You ready? People are starting to feel like the the way that the Chicago is dealing with their roster this offseason in the regular season. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right in the middle of the thought. <laughs> shower, shower, shower fart, fart game. game of the week. That might be a thing from here on out. <laughs> That's the thing now. Um, uh, the uh, the 
the Bears have been criticized for potentially just trying to sabotage Fields, right? Like what they're doing to him is egregious, and you know, and um, and people are like implying that it's intentional, right? The Bears had no choice with the way that they had to handle this roster. It was so devoid of talent and so devoid. They were so devoid of future resources. They had to strip down to the nuts and bolts mm-hmm. here, the, the studs. They had to strip it down to the studs. Um, I feel like they, they're penalized. They're hurting themselves from being able to evaluate fields and his development. Surely they're slowing down his development. Surely. But I look at like what happened and it's it's stupid to even think of like three quarters of a game and making that mean anything about Dak Prescott. But it feels like Prescott got got developed within the perfect possible situation. Um, you know, all pro offensive line, lots and lots of skill position players, young, fresh legged, good running back. Like he got developed into a quarterback in like the absolute best possible situation they give him the bag the team now is strapped because of other terrible decisions they made financially and you see like he may not actually have the tools to elevate an offense otherwise that doesn't have a good offensive line and good skill position players Hertz is going to have to learn in the dark right and see he's either going to do it or he's not and so I think they're maybe like they may you know have to make a decision at some point at fields at some point one way or the other um, but I think developing him with no tools, no protection is, you know, it's, he's going to have to learn the hard way. And as they, uh, you know, use the assets that they've cultivated to try to, uh, you know, put good pieces around him, um, it may work out still. So I think it's still way, 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 uh, too early to, to kind of assume that the bears are out on him. What is your feel about develop courting, you know, quarterback development on either end of the kind of pole there. It's so hard to, again, it's, I got mad because of the, the injury out in San Francisco. It's like, Oh man, it sucks. We can't evaluate this guy because he's hurt all year. I feel like we're in the same spot with fields. It's like, how am I supposed to evaluate this guy with coming in, trying to run a brand new offense, new coaching staff, and they've done nothing to address the offensive line and wide receiver deficiencies. How, how are we, you know, how are we evaluating this guy when he has to play with, you know, a a bottom five offensive line, a bottom five passing game. And I mean, there's actually the running backs are kind of good. We saw some nice flashes from Montgomery or it's not bad, but like this offense is just so bad around him. It's hard to evaluate him. I don't think they're out on him because why would you be? They have to be in the same boat as me, where they're just like, I don't know if this kid is good yet. We need to, you know, we need to get some pieces around him to evaluate. And that's what pisses me off. It's not so much like, why do you hate Justin Fields? Like, why do you hate yourself, Alice Hall? Why <laughs> don't you go do something? And I get it. You were in a weird spot with your cap and with your with the roster construction. Like you couldn't do a ton, but now you've you've just bet yourself over essentially like well we don't know any more than you do because we didn't get to see him with any good pieces around. I, I like- don't think they're out because they're in a spot where they still have the rookie contract and we've seen flashes of you know nice decision making when he pulls the ball down and he runs. Uh, I, I'd like to put him on the Eagles team. He might have had the same game Hurts did. Of course, you know, just oh, get, yeah, him, sure. get him some good weapons and very very possible. So I don't think they're out on him. It just it sucks that they're going to wait another year to do it. 
But what do you, th but like, do you get what I'm saying that there may be a hidden possible positive at the end of the rainbow here by forcing him to develop with nothing? Oh, no, yeah. I, I, I <laughs> like, get that. Like, like, yeah. Hey, you know, we're going to put you, I mean, it's, it's like, there's probably another, it's like uh, Navy, there's Navy another... SEAL training. We're going to put yeah, you right. in the worst possible sure. situation and yeah. make you fight your way out of it and swim yeah. with your hands tied behind your back or whatever. Yeah. And right. if you could do it, if you can show any glimpses of mm -hmm. doing it with this band of, I mean, it's like the chick on bad news bears. I mean, she was sure. a really good pitcher. The rest of the team sucked. She still brought that team to the championship. They drank some beers. Yeah. No, I mean, feel like Tatum O'Neill. Like, um, like uh, if you're if you're like a Brazilian a, a Brazilian soccer wonderkind in a village that doesn't have running water, but you learn to play soccer with like you know a rolled up ball. A rolled up ball. Yeah, and then you're like, okay, here's a soccer ball kid, and then he's like, I'm the best in the world now. Like, there's a there's an arc potentially where if he can if he can learn under these conditions. Then, as you start to add pieces, then it's like bang, 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 like take yeah, off. Yeah, just right? show me, show me, show me wax the car. Wow. And all of a sudden, <laughs> he's just doing it like next year. It, it, yeah. It'll be fun because I, I have yeah. seen, I don't, I'm not out on him at all. I've seen things from fields, I've seen positives. It's just okay. this team is rostered poorly. Okay. Although, that uh, I have seen some nice things from the front, the front of this defense. Okay. Well, I'm rooting just, for another tie. <clears throat> Uh, let's move on to Jacksonville. This, and, versus you know, the and this under is live. Yeah, it is. I agree. It's probably it's probably bettable. I'm not gonna. Uh, Jaguars are taking on the Chargers in the most interesting market of the week. It's finally back up um, at some of the market making shops. This has taken a while for people to kind of sift through the information. Justin Herbert, in my mind, is 80, 75, 80 percent chance to play based on what we saw today. He was doing. Some drills, obviously yeah, Chase Daniels took the reps with the ones. Uh, Justin Herbert's injury, a lot of Chargers Twitter was buzzing that he has played through ribs before. He got the shot and was fine. And he actually played really well uh, back in 2020. I think this is much more serious as far as injuries go. And I would expect that the Chargers, who are already handicapping themselves with their play calling, are going to tack even more conservative to keep Justin Herbert from an extended lengthy absence if this gets worse um jaguars on the other hand are facing a very 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 good defense the chargers defense was better than the points conceded against the uh the chiefs because six of those seven of those points came from a pick six yeah and they weren't allowed to run the, out yeah, on the field for that they were no and they and they they dropped five or they got flags and dropped five or six turnover worthy plays um this is going to make it tough for the Jaguars, at least a lot tougher than facing the likes of the Gus Bradley-led Colts last week. This is an under, in my mind, based on game state potentially, game plan, and in general, Jags running up against a good defense. Jags' pass rush has finally shown life. Um, I think that's worth keeping an eye on as well. Do you agree, and do you think seven points is too many considering the Chargers probably want to win this game like 13-10? to 10? Yeah. This is an absolute step up for the Jaguars, obviously. This is one of the nastiest secondaries in the league, if not the nastiest. They have Pro Bowl, you know, all the, everybody who starts in the secondary, their ceiling is Pro Bowl, you know, and, and their floor is, hey, you're going to get a call, call about, you know, the, the Pro Bowl or all pro, pro bowl to all pro. That's your floor and ceiling for most of these guys. They're all ones, they're all very good. Derwin James is amazing. They have, yeah. 
they've put together somehow a better pass rush against a, I don't know how you feel about this offensive line. I kind of like take it or leave it. It depends what kind of offense they decide to run because you can mitigate a pass rush. If you do things like Tampa Bay did, we just talked about that. It is, uh, it's a couple of good pass rushes. And yeah, I think if you're the chargers, like you just said, and you got a quarterback who's got a hurt, uh, midsection because of the rib cartilage, the costal cartilage being dinged up. <laughs> I am getting Eckler the ball as fast as fucking possible. I'm handing off a ton. I'm three-step dropping. I'm hitting slot receivers. Like I don't think you're going over the top. I don't want him sitting back there for four or five seconds while we have this Jaguars pass rush coming at him. Fuck that. Like Again, this is a – what did Dr. Eager call it? Cross the street a hundred times. That's your <laughs> game plan. Like, yeah. yeah, just – Slow a lot of underneath stuff because you have the the pieces to do that. So maybe the, the Keenan Allen injury maybe isn't even that big of a factor if you're going to be, you know, using tight ends, you're gonna be using a lot of slot stuff, you're gonna be throwing to Eckler. Like it is it could be a low scoring game just based on the Chargers trying to just get through this one and not get Herbert killed. And the Jaguars are gonna have their fucking hands full with this defense. Like Would you is, play an under if it, there was no Herbert injury? Forty-seven. I think this, seems I think right this total would be a little higher if it. Yeah, if it would was, be. It I would think be, it'd be yeah. forty-nine, and yeah, be. I think it'd be. The Jaguars' defense has been surprising in a couple of ways, maybe. But it, again, it, it is it's a home game indoors if the jaguars score more than 21 though you'll be surprised right yeah like you'll have to you'll be forced to really think about how to rate that offense if they score more than 21 against these chargers right yeah that'll be yeah that'll that'll put me in a pickle i like this under i'm not playing it okay okay i get that there's but it, it's going to be a live spot like if i if i see the game plan like I'm willing to take a worse number just to prove to me like this is absolutely the game plan. They're gonna play slow as shit. And they're yeah. just trying to get they're trying to get to triple zeros up by like five points. You know, that doesn't matter. You don't get extra credit in the standings for covering guys. That almost happened one year where margin of victory almost came into play where the first four tiebreakers were looking like it was gonna be some I believe it was like Carolina. There was a situation where they almost had a spot where they needed to score a lot in week 17. No, this is a, this is a pass. I mean, and I, Rodriguez uh, brings up. Yeah, oh, we got to pay. Got to watch every snap. I got you have have to have eyes on Herbert. This is going to be on the you big team. Must, must have eyes as on As far Herbert. as the late games. Yeah. Uh, Adam Rodriguez brings up a great point. I bet almost all the late games. <laughs> you got to watch them all. Bummer. Um, Adam Rodriguez brings up a great point. Something tells me Jag fans won't be taking over LA. This is probably the highest home field advantage the Chargers will have all year. I think that's a long way from Duval. It is a long way from Duval, and there's just not a lot of Jacksonville people out here that I can tell you. Although it is going to be a beautiful Indian summer weekend in LA. And I think there are uh, a lot of people may opt for beach over the traffic yeah. snarl around SoFi. Trip over um, your surfboard, you California. <laughs> uh, is Peterson live for Coach of the Year? Asks Xchesh. Yes, that is a dark horse that scares me. I have, I'm really, 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 I nailed the Coach of the Year market preseason and adding Sirianni last week. 
I'm in a really good spot right now because I think McDaniel ultimately flames out of there. I think Dable is does not belong in the discussion. Peterson, I'm uncovered. And a really, you know, if he really does turn around the Jags, they win 12 games. He could be the spoiler. And I'm a little nervous. A little nervous about that. Um, <clears throat> he's the one guy that kind of spooks me that I'm uncovered on. Yeah. Let's look at Green Bay, Tampa Bay. Good game. We bet this on Sunday, and you can't get that number anymore, so I don't want to talk a ton about it, but 45 (laughs) was much, much, much too high. We we said it on the air, I believe. We said there's a possibility Mike Evans is suspended. That came to fruition. That probably is worth another point. This has dropped to 41.5, and and there it sits, and that's probably the right number. Uh, Somebody pressed me on this game and said, if you had to bet a side, what would you bet? And it would probably be a plus. It would be a plus number on Green Bay, and I would not like it. Tease the Packers if you had to bet a side, right? I did tease. <laughs> so I did tease the Packers. Okay. So I've bet this under, and I did tease the Packers with the next game on the slate with Atlanta. Just spoiler alert: this is a nice teaser spot for Green Bay. Tampa Bay is very good. This is a very good defense, but Green Bay in their own right has a very, very solid defense. It's coming together. They have a nice pass rush. Uh, Although I did talk about how Tampa Bay has been able to mitigate that with some of the play calling, but they also have a good secondary. I really think Tampa is going to struggle here. At the same time, their defense will just do the thing where they keep it in. They, They keep it in. They keep them in it. Yeah. Um, That's my buddy. You say that when he'd, uh, when you get a new girlfriend, just gonna keep it in all weekend. Like, buddy, that's gross. <laughs> like, you can't. You have to. You're gross. Yeah. Shower. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Green Bay. Yeah. T- yeah, I think Tampa He's Bay's defense soaker. is gonna keep yeah. them in it. Super soaker. But yeah, getting a teaser like here felt really nice with Green yeah. Bay. So I got a uh, seven and a half mixed in with the Atlanta eight. It's my Stanford Wong, who, by the way, is a white guy. Leg of the week. Yeah, he is a absolutely appropriating culture with that name change. Wasn't a big thing back then, but Stanford Wong, leg of the week, Packers plus seven and a half. This is going to be a game where neither team hits 20, I believe. Yeah. And it's going to be awful hard for Green Bay to fall behind by more than seven or eight points. So hopefully, hopefully we can get that one home two ways from Sunday. And what are you going to be looking for here? Out of, I'm going to be more intent on watching what Green Bay does on offense. God, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The big, the big matchup of interest here is Buccaneers defense versus Packers offense. Um, several two years ago, regular season matchup, Packers came in white, white hot. Buccaneers absolutely just blew doors off in Tampa. Um, Rogers looked like he had never taken a football snap or made a drop back pass in his life. It was like a weird, weird lopsided performance from them i think two pick sixes from the bucks in that game um that was bucks at full strength defense i think they are not at full strength anymore because freaking akeem hicks got hurt and that that is another reason reason why i lean towards green bay yeah if they are successful i don't think it's going to be deep i don't think it's going to be down the sidelines i think it's going to be with their two amazing running backs yeah. and that makes that even easier yeah. green bay long sustained drives where they're knocking off nice three uh four yard carries short yeah. passes to the running backs yeah. uh it's a good tackling team you're not going to see what we saw with the bears where 
you know, Aaron Jones is running wild, but Aaron Jones probably has a pretty successful game. So yeah. it is a hard lean. I'm surprised you're not seeing a little more Packer money here. And truthfully, yeah. I think this should be maybe a flip favorite. But I, I don't need to bet this game three times. No, I would tease the Bucks with the Packers though. If you have no, if it, if it flips, I'm <laughs> yeah. teasing um, uh, Okay, no. Let's. So the uh, the case for the Bucks to win this game is straightforward in my mind. The Packers run light sets. They can be out physical, and the Buccaneers have a running back. I'm not sure if you've heard of him. His name is Fat Leonard, and he is he's a big physical dude. Um, Lenny getting 25 carries in this game and really kind of trying to be the sort of the difference maker seems like what the Bucks will try to do offensively. Um, the Bucks are getting all of this kind of scrutiny for what's going on with their decision making in terms of early down running, early down passing splits because it's very different than the last two seasons. But I, I, if you're out there criticizing them, what are you looking at? This offensive depth chart is horseshit terrible. It is, it is awful. They're down to their third string center, and they're about to go out there and trot out some off the street free agent at left tackle. Like, yes, Brady can get by this because he gets the ball out of his hands in two seconds, but it's still not going to look good. And who is Brady throwing to now? Is Julio Jones going to be available? Probably not. Is Godwin going to be available? Definitely not. Is Evans going to be available? No, he's suspended. Like, you are down to option four, five, and six now in the passing game and it's this is this like the tampa bay offense ought to be rated 28th in the nfl even with tom brady at the at quarterback which is crazy this is probably the lowest any offense should be rated with tom brady at quarterback just because of what's around him um i do think that they do run but heavy. when they get fully healthy yeah it's it, they're gonna be amazing <clears throat> yes yep. but and, 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 but they do match up well with what a simplified run-heavy approach should do because the Packers can be out physical. Like if that's what it ultimately is, it should work. Um, Packers and on the other end. Receiver. Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley landing yeah. in Florida. I mean, that's where they belonged all along. <laughs> what a guest in Tampa, he, Florida. He, huh. he somehow huh. voted what for DeSantis know? while living in New York. <laughs> um, I will say this: the Packers' offense—they did not answer any questions to me against the Bears. They still have huge, huge issues going on with the wide receiver chemistry with, with Aaron Rodgers, with what they want to do. Um, and you make a good point. Like, I can't bet the Buccaneers because without Akeem Hicks, now all of a sudden this vaunted all-universe, best-ever type of run defense the Buccaneers have had over the last couple of years, now it has a, a, a little – it's got a chink in the armor. And so Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon should have decent days, um, at least in terms of between the 20s. I think – Every running back who's going to be on the field that day is going to have a good day. Yeah, Hopefully there's been a little bit of uh, been a little bit of momentum to the over here. Well, it dropped but, a lot. Yeah, it dropped a lot. There was buyback. I, I don't really read much signal into well, that. And, and somebody who got maybe an early 48, 47, Great. if it hits forty one, I'm absolutely shooting oh, for that course. middle. That's massive. Oh, sure. so. All right, yeah, for we're sure. on the under. I like Green Bay. I teased Green Bay, and I teased them with the next game, Hotlanta. As Dan yes. likes to call it, the Atlanta Falcons are, are power ranked in the bottom five, and I have them as clearly the better team in this game. A tough place to play, yes, but we did mention this on the Sunday pod, and plenty of people came through, including our good friend the Brisket. Who got to, I got to meet that guy. 
I didn't get to meet him. I wish I, I know, did. You got we got to do Vegas or we got to go to Texas. I'm definitely going, definitely going to see him in March Madness, if not sooner. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be out there for March Madness. That'll be fun. Yeah. But uh, he, he did, he was checking like flight records. It was awesome. That was great. But uh, Atlanta did stay on the coast, which made a big difference. We both bet them essentially on the money line. I think they win this game. I also teased them. I found a two, which is was kind of off market at that point. Two, I think it was a two. One of these games was a two when I bet it. And yeah, this was uh yeah, it was Falcons two. So I got Falcons out to eight. Uh, the Seahawks offense is my 32nd ranked offense, despite having DK Metcalf on it. <laughs> it is turned into uh God knows what they're doing, why they're doing it, and why they're trying to shoehorn a rookie running back in. What they're doing with the quarterback situation, it's not like they can go to Drew Locke and get an improvement. And Mariota has played okay. Uh, London, good. Pitts, maybe use him. That would be fun. And I liked what they did at the running back. Even with an injured running back, I like the split between this Algier kid and uh, Cordarell. Like, it's not a terrible offense. It's been squirrely against much better defenses than this. I love the Saints defense. They look good. I, you know, obviously the, the Rams are in a class well beyond where the Falcons are. And it was garbage time. They only scored three in the first half, but they stood up and they fought against a, a much better team and got back into that game, backdoored it. And yeah, I, uh, Seahawks and Rams are, I don't know, like 25 spots different in their power rankings. I don't know why this isn't a uh, Atlanta's favored by a point or two. So I'm on the money line here and I teased it. I love it. <clears throat> this is, uh, we are getting very, very close to flip favorite. Yeah. Book, bookmaker right now has Falcons minus 109, Seahawks minus 111. Seahawks won a game, man. Only a matter of time. <laughs> like, Only a matter of time. <laughs> this could be one of those Jaguars, like they were, they win the first game and go. One and sixteen. One and sixteen. Yeah, this team is this team is really like, bad. That when they look back at should we keep Hackett at the end of the year? Yeah, they should go back and look at the fact that they lost that game. Yeah, I and think Randall, uh, Randall, Randy, Randy. He's wearing too nice of a shirt to be a butcher, but Randy is a butcher's name. I love Randy's. Um, Randy Mitchell says Atlanta is flip favorite in a few spots. Okay. Okay. Um. <clears throat> The Falcons deserve beyond what you said, which I agree with. The, the offense being live against the bad defense is really enough of a reason to be excited about the Falcons in this game. Um, but the real beauty is uh, Falcons took one of the worst travel spots on the entire calendar and made it a good, made it a good, good spot. They took a bad and made it into a good. <laughs> they took a bad and made it into a good. They went from Atlanta to L.A. They were going to have to go back to Atlanta and then to Seattle. That is tough back-to-back -to -back travel, especially early in the season. That was a an instant death, sort of a, a you know a scheduled loss. Instead, they go up to Washington. They're spending the week on the West Coast, a concentrated week of practice, which, if you have not already figured out, brings out outstanding performance. Just because the guys are not distracted, the coaches are you know you, you know an 0-2 team forced to continue to build on what's going with what's working continue to try to fix what's not um this falcons team is like a like like alt alt 
Uh, I hate this is one of my favorite spots. I'm trusting the Falcons. A coach we liked, I'm not so sure about. Marcus Mariota, retread, a bunch of young players. But yeah, look, man. this is just, this is absolutely, uh, they made the right choice on travel, and it's a Seattle fade. Should we, should we do a Atlanta tribute to list off all our rotation numbers? To the tune of area codes, <laughs> four eight three four six nine. Matter of fact, four six two. I like it, man. That's great. I don't. Area I don't codes. even know. If Ludicrous. Some of those are ones I bet. No, I don't know. I don't think I did yet. Uh, but that's outstanding. Four six two is the Patriots. Did not bet that. Matter. Ludicrous in small cities. Ludicrous. Ludicrous was had a. Hey, he had a moment, man. He was really freaking pot for, uh, for a minute there. Um, all right, let's move on. I don't have much else to add other than Atlanta is the play. Rams? I didn't bet this one. Why not? I said I bet all the afternoon. I didn't ones. either, and I don't know why this not. This is the evening game, right? Yeah, shouldn't the Rams just... No, no, no. This is the late, just this the is late the afternoon, afternoon This is the afternoon. I don't have a ton to say on this. Like, the Rams, the Rams look really good against atlanta they got it done and then they kind of you think bottled really it at the end like yeah 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 you, right. you, they didn't you give you four be, quarters yeah if you want to be a successful high-end high they want to be a division winner they want to be a high seed they yeah. want to win you know they want to win multiple playoff games you got to be better than that at the end you got to be better than that your stars have to be better than that cup has to hold down to the ball uh stafford has to be not throwing some of those questionable balls uh, lean towards like a Rams team total over first half. You know, you're, you're probably mm. looking at like a, a you know, Rams over 12 and a half, 13 and a half first yeah, half. Like, Rams, Rams are a, garb. are a mm. hot starting front running offense. We didn't see it week one. Obviously that's a very tough ask, but against a, against a bad secondary, a bad overall defense. I mean, Raiders did it. Why not Rams? So Rams team total over is uh, probably in the mix for team totals special. And also I would consider Rams first half team total over. Uh, yeah. Um, I feel like the Rams are the side here. I didn't play it. Um, I think I'm kind of prisoner of the moment of Kyler I'm, doing it again, right? Well, d- the mental scars of losing that under, thanks to uh, under the you know, total in at 52, I didn't get the best of the number, which are already annoyed me. But the fact that it was a touchdown, a two point conversion, a touchdown, a two point conversion, and then a fumble recovery for a fucking touchdown after there was b- both teams that had possession and a field goal wins it. Like that is just like it's wildly improbable that that total hit. Um, most absurd over or most absurd total decision of the season, as far as I can tell you. Um, no business going over. Uh, but that aside, the Cardinals. I feel like it was such an obvious, easy, awesome money maker week one betting against them because of their the state they were in, and they're going to continue to get pieces back healthy little by little, right until Hopkins comes back, and then they're going to be kind of complete as far as the team goes, and like at some point. Like they're gonna sneak up on us and be like, "Oh yeah, you thought we were bottom? We, we're actually top. Uh, you know, whatever. You thought we were bottom? You know, you thought we were bottom twelve? We're top twelve, right? <laughs> like, like, and I, I am prepared for that to happen, and I don't want to be stuck holding a bag betting against them because, whatever. And I think that's why I kind of avoided them on full season props, full season fades, 
because sure. they will they will continue to improve. I still don't believe in Cliff. I think they need to move on from that. Kyler, Kyler with the right offensive mind is probably an MVP candidate. Like I, I honestly think Cliff's holding the guy back. Too fragile to make it ever. He's, yeah, but I, I, I think they're they're able to work around that. Like get him in the weight room, call plays where he's not getting hit, call runs where he can go out of bounds. And he can absolutely be in the mix. I'm not saying he's going to win one, but he should be in the discussion in the right offense. And Cliff sucks. So, and also, yeah. I don't think that guy hit him in the stands. I think that guy slipped. I watched the, the Pruder film on that. Oh, yeah. He was down. just like, excited. He was just excited. He was excited to try to shake his hand or something. And he kind of accidentally slapped him, I thought. Um, but if yeah, you want to ban that guy for life, might as well. It's probably an asshole. Um, I've been the, 86 from worse places. <laughs> You're no longer allowed in the Roomba. Um, the general, yeah, the general feel here is the Rams should score. The Cardinals defense is still woefully, woefully poor in terms of ultimately how they're rostered. Um, Rams pick their number. Rams team total over. Is this, as you mentioned, first half is a good look. Full game is a, full, is a good look. I think that's in contention for the secret pod play. Um, I still like Pat Mahomes against uh, Gus Bradley a little better, but uh, you know Matt Stafford against uh, time of his life is is pretty good as well. Vance, speaking of Vance, Vance, make him dance. Not having his time of life, Nate Hackett hosting. <laughs> this is a tough travel spot early in the season, but San Francisco here is clearly, clearly a much better team than Denver. And yeah. I get it. It's a road game. It's prime time. It's altitude. It's supposed to be a team that's playing better than they are. They kind of they did get the win last week, but boy howdy, I I bet the Niners. <laughs> I bet, uh, uh, I'm looking for my number on one. here. Yeah, I got a. I have I a bad. A actually, no, I have a bad bet in my queue on this one. But I'll I got a cheap second. minus one. <sighs> I don't know. Just everything I've seen from the Broncos' offense is not using their strengths. Hey, let's uh. Let's throw it to the wrong parts of the field. I don't think I don't think Russ is like bought in at all. No, like he he seems like he's uh, like it's too early in the contract to mail it in, Russ. Like I want to yell at him. Like you have to try for a year at least. It doesn't seem like he's excited to be there. It doesn't seem like he's wanting to. You know, you've seen that in the past where he's just. You know, every quarterback, every good quarterback has that thing where it's like, oh shit, he turned it on. He turned it on for this game. He is not even close to – he's not in the same room as the switch right now. He's, he's dumping things off where we have receivers open. They're throwing to running backs way too much. They're not using receivers. And now we got a bunch of injuries for Denver. Yeah. Now, I don't give a shit if it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is probably an upgrade. I don't know if you could say that midseason. If Lance got half a season, got comfortable, maybe it's a downgrade. But early on in the season – at this point, I'm way more excited to put Jimmy G up on, in a road game, in a primetime road game at altitude, than I am a young quarterback who's played like three games in the last two years. I think it's probably a plus for this one game that Jimmy G's a quarterback. Kittle's trending towards playing. He is absolutely undefendable when he's on. 
And so injuries are trending well for the Niners. They're trending bad. Judy's dinged up. Uh, God, who was the? Was there a secondary piece that was dinged up for the Broncos? Didn't practice. They today. lost Simmons and Sertain wasn't practicing. Yeah, Sertain. Sertain's not practicing. Simmons is out, and uh, Judy is hurt. So I, yeah, I don't see why this isn't three. This is. I make this three and a half. I think it closes three. It should. It should see some more Niners money. I will be terribly surprised if it goes the other way. So speaking of terribly surprised, I'm betting all these road favorites. I speaking speaking of terribly surprised, I bet under forty three and a half. It went down to forty one or forty something, and then it got absolutely multi clicked to death at uh, at Chris, yeah. uh, and I didn't understand why. And it, it crossed forty four. It's hard to cross forty four. You have to have an influential account to do that. Um, so that's not great feeling in my stomach. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, part of my thinking on the under was I agree 100% that the Niners ultimately can go further with Jimmy G than we were going to get with Lance this year. And it is an upgrade. And in fact, like in the limited snaps he had, he's already the highest EPA play quarterback in the NFL, which is absolutely crazy. Because uh, they barely, you know, they barely scored whatever, you know, whatever in that game. Um, but it's, he has shown a consistent ability to perform amazingly in the Shanahan system. And, uh, you know, their ceiling is high. But the Niners did change the playbook for Lance this offseason. And now it's Jimmy time, who didn't get a ton of snaps at all in the preseason because of his. He wasn't sister, even on know, the same surgery. practice field. He was off <laughs> yeah. He, literally, yeah. I'm not even like joking. No. He was off on a different practice right. field. So a one week hiccup where everybody trying to figure out the changes and or Jimmy G trying to catch up to what they're trying to run now. Like that doesn't feel great. I know, but it's such a smart coach, such a smart coaching staff. I think think they just go back to the old things they were doing. I think he just says like, we're just, Hey, I'm going to, I have a filing cabinet. Here's, here's the game plan from when we played a similar team two years ago. Yeah. run this and you have a lot of the same positional players you have a lot of the same pieces you have a lot of the same coaches honestly like yeah just go do this again i, I think i think okay. it's fine and they have the pieces to defend what denver could do well denver's yeah. only scored one touchdown in each game it's Dude, that's that is why i bet this under and especially going up against the niners defense which looks clearly like a top three defense i don't yeah. know what denver else you need to score. see like the and that's like, that's a that's a possible outcome. The Hackett experience is so dysfunctional. It's it's just like the I there are lots of there's a lot of speculation about what's going on and Russell Wilson in general. Like what is going on with that guy? Like he's this is not a clean move from Seattle to Denver, and he is in some ways dictating what is happening with the offense overall which is fucking crazy because your head coach is calling plays for the first time since 2018. He has relatively limited, you know, help, uh, you know, just in terms of constructing a scheme. Presumably he's sitting down with Russ every week and they're putting together the game plan, which is, and then he's calling the game. This is just absolutely not the way to have a successful offense develop, bloom, blossom. And now here you are again, another primetime game. I'm getting called out. Oh yeah, well Russ, yeah. Russ does not he's not he's not interested in running anymore. He only wants to pet throw what he wants to throw. He tried it 
a certain way against the Seahawks. It didn't work. They went back to the other way last week. Um, it's just, it's all of this is not a great fit out of joint. None of it looks clean. Disconjointed. Uh, and, I mean, yeah. and not only that, but yeah, like the, the worst part of like every coach, it's like, it's like you took, it's like one of those memes where it's like, you know, uh, we took Andy Reid's time management skills at the end of half. It's <laughs> like all the worst part. All the worst. Yeah, they're yes. wasting timeouts. They, they took a, they turned a field goal into a punt because they messed up the, you know, getting the plays in. You're all, the... You are already fucked. If you bring in a quarterback and you let him walk all over you as the yeah. head coach, it is already over. Like that is, you cannot operate that way, no matter how big of a star that quarterback is. And it is even more tough when you had an existing group of guys who were brought in and or, you know, drafted and developed in Denver. And then you bring Russ into the mix and you're like, yeah, hey, it's me and Russ. Let's, you know, like this is none of this looks like it will work in the long term. And if it does, it will be the exception, not the rule. Surely. Um, They need a full offseason to rethink everything about what is going on in this from a strategy standpoint and the Broncos are a sell, sell, sell until further notice, uh, particularly with the injuries. Their most important players on defense are besides, uh, you know, besides Chubb who's been okay. Uh, their most important players are DJ Jones. He was, he missed practice today entirely. Uh, Pat Sertan. He missed practice today entirely. Justin Simmons. He's on injured reserve. Uh, like this is, uh, you know, and and oh, okay, well, we'll develop some, uh, you know, we'll we'll develop some chemistry with our uh, our 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 wide receiver room. Tim Patrick injured reserve. Uh, KJ Hamler limited in practice today. J- Jerry Judy Jerry. didn't practice at all today. Like this, the offensive line maybe getting uh, a piece back in Billy Turner. Congratulations. I don't necessarily see that solving anything. Um, this is uh, you know Russ Wilson. Up against the San Francisco defense, this is a mismatch in its current form. I think uh, I think the under is still bettable. I just don't know who bet the over and why, and that kind of spooks me. So maybe they're wrong. I hope so. All right, we gotta we gotta hit a team total. Let's just go with KC over. KC. When does that ever let us down? KC over is a team total play. Yeah, the Nyquil thing. I'm mad about the Nyquil thing because I love Nyquil when I'm sick. I take a triple dose, <laughs> I mix it with Tylenol PM, and I wake up 14 hours later feeling better. The worst thing about I saw one of those. Don't put it on your steak. No, the, the worst thing chicken. I saw was these asshole. Like, God, oh, my God, Boomer Andy is coming up. But <laughs> I, I, pr- I pray for the future. These assholes making these TikToks, they don't even have, like, kitchen implements the person you know they went and borrowed a pan because this yeah. person was like flipping the chicken with their hands and then finally it got too hot they didn't own tongs they're <laughs> doing it with a hair straightener there's a cord coming out of their tongs i'm like what is that it was a fucking hair straightener like they didn't even have uh, kitchen implements to do this right if you're gonna make a tiktok go buy a ten dollar set of tongs from target guys i but, feel like that's no, how you I, go viral you make it as insane looking as possible and that was a dumb pan it. too yeah. like get some calphalon um no the joke about the team the secret pod play uh the next time that R- mahomes doesn't hit his total against gus bradley will be the first so if even if we lose this i think i'll be 10 in one lifetime i'll be fine so yeah. i'll be fine with that yeah yeah all right man <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go take some nyquil the right way 
without chicken. <laughs> might have some chicken separate. You can have them separately. It's fine. Good night, guys. We'll see you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Hit the thumbs up on the way out. Don't be a turd. Hit the thumbs up. It's so easy. It's so easy. And if you didn't already know, 137 people. If you've made I it, the two of you are on Twitch. If you've made it this far, uh, by all means, watch us on YouTube Live. Come and comment. There were 900. Very, very relevant, funny, legitimate, good comments today. Uh, yeah. You could be chiming along as well. It's free. If if Fuck we get to 100 anything. likes, I will make a TikTok cooking chicken the right way. It'll be the most <laughs> boring TikTok, but I'm going to show you how to properly Guaranteed grind. not to go viral. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna, it's, it's going to be like 10 <laughs> follows. I Hey, thanks for the shout, Andy. Well, I shouted the Twitch people. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't Shout say your me. name. I, I, I eat butts. Yeah. I eat butts. <laughs> God damn it. Made me say your name. Sign collectibles. We're going with Hadid Maya. Yeah, Beatrice. Beatrice. BHM. BHM. Naomi's going to be, the price is wrong because of the location. She's still not in the right place. Yeah, she's, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. See you guys. Swear to God, right. yeah, a hundred thumbs up, and I will make mid, a chicken TikTok. I have mid-season TikTok. four, man. Hey, I last time a, we asked people to do last something, time I made a TikTok. Did you see all those people that requested Discord links? There was like yeah. ten requests for Discord links. Re- leave a crazy. comment on the YouTube, on the on the actual YouTube.